This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet and Heather PG. Grab your favorite NA drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey. And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout hangover cycle. Welcome to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah. And I'm Heather. All right. We are diving into another awesome topic. But before we do that, Heather, how's it going? Well, it's going pretty good. I am at day 31, no meat, and day 15, no Sour Patch Kids. Yep. But I have binged on those T-Tiny M&Ms. The T-Tiny. Right. And you think, oh, they're tiny. I mean, you know, they're like the size of a, they're not even as big as a thumbtack. What did I do? Ate a whole bunch. I don't even know how much. That stuff is hard. So with that information for yourself now, are you thinking no sugar or are you just like, just get past the Sour Patch Kids? I think I'm going to just get past the Sour Patch Kids. I've replaced my coffee, or excuse me, my creamer in my coffee to sugar-free. I did that two days ago and mm-hmm. binged on the M&Ms. So I'm collecting data, and I'm just going to try to stay Sour Patch Kid-free. Isn't it so interesting? It is so, like, the collecting data piece is huge when you're trying to quit drinking, when you're trying to give up sugar, when you're trying to quit whatever. I feel like all of us would be like, oh, no, but now I binged on this. So collect the data and decide what you're going to do and decide what's the lesser of two evils, because that was kind of my thing. Okay, what's the worst thing here? What do I need to start working on? And you can slowly take things out of your life that are no longer serving you by doing it that way. Yeah. How are you doing, Sarah? How's your week been? It's been good. It's been hectic over here. Um, If you haven't been listening for a while, I'm in the middle of a house build with my husband. We're not building a house like we hired some people to build a house and we're overseeing it. We're the builders. (laughs) We've been doing it all. And we are so close to being done, like so close that I feel like we're never going to finish that. It's the first time in the house build where I've started being like, I don't know if we're going to finish this. I don't know if we can do this. And it's ridiculous because when we started it, I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're doing this. Now I'm kind of stuck, but it's because we're in the middle of selling our old house that has been a rental during this time. We've got an offer in. We're in all the negotiations. They just did the inspection of our old house. There's all these problems with it that now that we have built the house, we know how to fix them. So it's really hard to go. Well, we could fix that. Like we could go home and tear out our driveway and fix the plumbing issue that they're saying they have. And we have to go, no, stop. But it's just been, I've been stressed. I have been definitely having to revisit our stress episode and going, what did I tell everybody to do? What have I said to everyone that is, you know, to keep you on track? Because the other night I did something I have never done in my alcohol-free journey. I chugged in an a beer. Like just... I wanted the buzz somehow. And I was like, I will just pretend it's going to get to me. I will just chug this and I will listen to a funny podcast. And luckily the funny podcast worked its magic and got me 
laughing and being okay. It wasn't so much the act of drinking the beer, but I kind of freaked myself out with that, like, man, I've never downed a beer so fast. Luckily, no alcohol in that one. Got the buzz going a different way, but totally had, I have had to reach into my tool bag more than I've had to reach into my tool bag for a while. And it's been, I think, thank goodness for our community. Thank goodness for sober content creators so I can go watch them. Thank goodness for Heather, my husband, like all the people that can kind of be like, it's all right. (laughs) Just take it a day at a time. Aren't you glad that you have these tools and you can apply them like for the stress of selling the house? And furthermore, you've learned so much on the build that like you could think about these things from a different perspective, even though that might be kind of maddening. Mm -hmm. Like your perspective has changed so much because you're not drinking. You're able to use the tools, go back and then hear the warning signs from yourself. Yeah. You know, like, wow, I just did this. I've never done this before. Like, I need to do my top three tools. Yeah. And shit, I forgot them. What are they? And then go back and listen to your own voice to ground you. I think that's great. I'm sorry you've been stressed, but I do think it's a great perspective. And it's like everybody's stressed and drinking won't help it. And I totally know that. I'm like, oh, my God, drinking me, that would be just a disaster. Then I would be hungover and dealing with all this. So. There's no way, like even the chugging of the beer, as as much as it did freak me out after it happened, there was never a point in any of that where I was like, I got a drink. It was kind of like I opened my fridge, was going to get a spindrift, saw the NA beers and thought, yeah, that's what I want. So it was just a different thing than that happens to me. But there was no like, oh, man, I wish I had alcohol. I wish I could find something. I wish I could go to the store. None of that. But I am seeing that I need to see the warning signs a little bit earlier with stress Mm -hmm. and go, this is probably coming and this and make sure I'm working on this and make sure I'm where could maybe I add in a second meditation in my day. I've been practicing my breathing. So gosh, I am beyond thankful for the tools that I have throughout my recovery. It helps you be just a better person all around. It really does. So in hearing us mention the community, we are talking about our Daymakers community. And if you want to hop in and have that support, so when something does happen on your alcohol-free journey and you go, is this normal? You can actually come into the community and say, is this normal? Has anybody else done this? If you join the Daymakers community, we set you up with six to eight monthly group coaching calls where you get to hop on with Heather or I and actually chat with us. And we have a 24-7 message thread that you can hop into at any time. And the conversations in there are ranging from people on day one to people on day thousand, whatever. So it's a very cool thing. Yeah. And it's global, too. We've got people from all over the world. It's not just folks from America and Canada. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening from across the pond, as I say, come on. Yeah, come join us. Come on over and join us. I will put the link in the show notes for the Daymakers community. It's always there. Check that out. And today we're going to dive into a topic that I hear so many people tell me is the hardest part of quitting drinking. It's managing boredom when you quit drinking. Were you bored when you quit drinking? No. 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 It wasn't either. No. I had an 11-month-old and... I worked full time and I was in leadership and 
I mean, I just really busied myself, which is probably why I didn't get bored. So, no. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. I intentionally made myself busy. I intentionally planned what I would be doing instead of drinking. I kind of anticipated that that might happen. But I don't remember feeling bored, but I'm not, I'm not a bored person. I'm a person who's like, I can find something to do. I've always got a million tabs open in my brain, so I can to go yeah. to one of those pretty easily. But since I do work with so many people and Heather works with so many people that are in early recovery, we know that this is a topic for people. And although maybe we didn't feel it, we have looked at our own past newly sober selves and said, what did we do? How did we keep busy? And was this an issue for us? Because I have people, that's like a number one comment. When people see the, oh, all the side effects, when you quit drinking, you might experience all these awesome things, then someone always has to chime in and you might be really bored or boredom always gets me. And if that's happening, it's totally normal because for me, it had become my personality. Drinking Mm -hmm. was my hobby. Was that the same for you? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about boredom, when you quit something that you do every day, you've had a lot of time. Number one, because you're not doing the thing. But number two, you're not thinking about getting the thing or spending the time getting booze. Mm -hmm. So you have more time in your mind also. Yeah. So you, you have like physical and mental time. Now, you might be thinking about, oh, my gosh, the wine we're just talking. It's 530. You may still be thinking about alcohol, but you're. You just have more space. You really do. And I think that was the thing that was shocking to me. And I was happy about it. I was like, man, I was thinking about this so much. And now I have so much free time in my brain. And that's something we'll actually talk about. But we're going to give you three tips. And there are three pretty big tips on how to manage this. So let's dive into them. My first one is to make a list and get busy. Now, I have done other calls on how to manage boredom without just being quote unquote busy, because that can become its whole other issue if you're just a busy person all the time. Right. Heather, just raised your hand. I'm that person for Mm -hmm. sure. And that's probably why both of us say, oh, we didn't feel bored when we quit. Right. Right. But are you a list making person? Yes. Yes. Me too. And that's what I'm going to tell people to do. Make a list every weekend, especially because for me, weekends were my struggle time. Other people might work different hours, but I worked a Monday through Friday job at the time. And when Friday came, I was like ready to party. Partying was drinking at home with my husband. (laughs) It wasn't anything major, but I was ready for that. My brain was like, all right, it's the weekend. So instead, I would have to make a weekend list and I would put fun things on there and I would put productive things on there. And when I would look at those productive things, I had to start changing my mindset around them, thinking, okay, I get this time to make my life easier for the upcoming week because I'm always stuck in this mindset of, oh, there's too much going on. Life is so busy. Life is so chaotic. But now I have this extra time on the weekend so I can do the laundry from start to finish. I'm just beyond proud of myself when that happens. I feel like I should get an award. doesn't happen every weekend, but I try. Do the laundry, get it put away. And while I do it, I listen to a podcast. So it's like a, a happy time for me now. 
I would meal prep at the time. I don't do that anymore because I have a very teeny tiny RV fridge right now. There's no there's no fancy dancy room for meal prep boxes happening in there. But at the time I did it and it really helped me. And I would have kids lunch stuff repacked and set out, make my life a little easier. And even just thinking, okay, what can I do for fun over my weekend? So maybe I'm going to do all these things that are going to make my life easier. Then what am I going to do that is making my life a little more fun? We've talked about it before. Look for sober meetups. Go online yeah. and Google sober meetups and you're going to find stuff. What are your tips yeah. for making that weekend list or just making a list? I think that when you're making a list, I think you made a really good point about thinking about fun. And, you know, like Sarah said, check out the sober meetups. Just because you research it doesn't mean you have to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, making a list and thinking about things that you're genuinely curious about when it comes to fun. And you can make, I mean, it's your it's your life. You can make it as broad as you want with your curiosity. Or you can just kind of lurk when you're making your fun list. And I do agree with making a list of chores to do and pairing it with something that will enhance the experience. I'll just give an example. Before I was a heavy drinker, I used to, on Thursdays, iron my clothes and watch Friends at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I just really dated. This is when Friends was on, like, on, OG, right? I was going to say, when you said Thursday, oh, I knew. <laughs> if you know, you know. But just, you know, watching your favorite TV show, getting into a new TV show while you're folding your laundry or make a new playlist. Get on Apple or Spotify or YouTube and look for new music that matches your current vibe. Yeah. It's, it I can love be that. so simple. I think people overthink the, oh no, she told me to make a list. This means I need to do all those things I haven't been wanting to do. Well, first of all, you should do those things. It's going to make you feel better. But I also know that if you are a person who drank to get things done, those things might take a back seat right now. And that's yep. totally okay. And instead, be like, I'm going to make a playlist. Or maybe it's first, I'm going to make a playlist, and then I'm going to set a timer and do some of that boring stuff. Because one other thing I was going to tell you to add to that list, if you're making a list and getting busy, do some of those quote-unquote adulting things that super suck. And none of us want to do. But let me just tell you how much better you feel when they're done. You feel proud of yourself, something that I didn't feel a lot when I was a drinker. But now if I can go through that junk drawer that's driving me crazy or go through my closet and say, I haven't worn this shirt in three years, it's time. It's time for yeah. it to stop taking up space. And oh my God, go through your mail pile if you're anything like me. My husband and I joke, we just went through our mail pile. He goes, and this time, Sarah, we're never going to let it get this bad again. I'm like, don't even say that. We're going to let it get bad until it is weighing down right. on us. Like, let's be real about who we are. Let's be really proud that we did go through this pile. But let's just know that it will probably happen again. But just yeah. kind of say, I'm going to go through these things. And it keeps your hands busy. It can keep your mind kind of occupied. And don't get down on yourself as you're doing them. Because when I right. quit. I was like, whoa, I let a lot of things slide when I was a drinker. I had piles stashed in so many different closets, and we lived in a much bigger house. And that's, I'm always like, don't live in a big house. That's my number one recommendation. There's too much room for crap. 
But it was just like, whoa, I was never bored because I had a lot of closets to clean out. Yeah. And when you're cleaning out those closets, you may find some hobby or puzzle or game or photographs. Or I don't know if you're anything like me, find anything in there. A damn sewing machine. Like, yeah, all and pull it out and be like, what lights me up today? Like, oh, I want to crank up my old sewing machine. Or what, you know, I want to play this game with my partner or my friend, you know? Yeah. Look at those cleaning out closets as like a, a good thing. And add those to your list. Make that list. Get busy over the weekends. And then cross those items off because it is a dopamine hit and your body needs some dopamine right now. So yeah. go do that. That's my first one for you. The second one is, do you want to take away the second one for us? Yes. Get lost in hobbies. Oh, yeah. I remember Sarah telling me that she picked up the ukulele, and I've said this in another episode. I didn't realize you were musically inclined or a music teacher, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay. It was interesting. It wasn't, there was no judgment. I was just like, huh, okay. But as you said before, it's an inexpensive instrument. It's fairly easy to learn. Mm -hmm. But hobbies really are good for all of us to have and this is a prime time to pick your hobby yes or a couple hobbies something also that you have said sarah over the years that really helped me in the beginning of my journey on quitting alcohol well successfully quitting alcohol was go back to when you were a kid or before you started drinking what did yeah. you like to do then and for me that was reading and I started like reading tons of Quitlet and it served, I mean, I was doing a hobby. I was learning a lot about alcohol and I was staying busy. And I remember reading one of my favorite books on like, I don't know, one of the first days when I was rage cleaning a closet. So, you know, that is just like, I'm all for, I don't know, it's probably the ADHD or the forget mm -hmm. to go big or stay home, but like I'm cleaning out the closet. I'm learning about booze. Like I'm fighting the craving. I'm doing all the things at one time. You sound right? so like me. <laughs> I understand you, Heather. <laughs> Feel me on a spiritual level, right? But I think those those are like really helpful. And if you're listening, you're like, oh, hobbies sound lame. When I started a podcast in 2022, it was born as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And I taught myself how to do it from my iPhone because... I wanted to learn something from conception and make it a hobby. And here I am. Yeah. It's 20 podcasting. So, well, she's got more experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> true. Very true. But yeah, just get really curious and just yeah. try it, research it. And I always tell people try the things you did as a kid, and it's okay if you hate them and you don't do right. them. Because I tried, I used to love riding my bike. This will date me. I used to ride my 10-speed bike around the neighborhood, and I would listen to Cher's Turn Back Time album. I believe that was the album, right? Is that yes. the one? Yes. God, I'm trying to remember the song. Anyway, I would listen to that album on my Walkman while I was just riding all over the neighborhood. So I was like, I'm going to try that again. I didn't have the Cher album, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try riding my bike. Well, newsflash, I hated it. I hate riding bikes as an adult. I've tried it multiple times. Does not give me the sense of freedom I felt as a child, but going on drives does. So I can go on a drive and feel that sense of freedom I felt as a kid. That's a hobby right there. I think people will say, 
oh, it has to be this thing where I'm creating. No, it doesn't. No. It just has to be a thing that you know you enjoy. So if you enjoy going on drives and listening to podcasts or going on drives and listening to Cher's Turn Back Time album, go do yeah. it. And that's do another it. one. Like, go back and listen to music you used to like and see, do I like that still? Is that still a part right. of me? Because it is a big time of rediscovery. Use that to your advantage. So some of the things I do now as my hobbies, I totally wrote building a house on there on my list. That's a huge one. It's kind of my job. That's how I look at it. Every day I go clock in. But honestly, if you want to learn how to build and you're a woman or you think, oh, power tools aren't for me. Yes, they are. You can watch a YouTube channel and you can go do that and start learning how to build bookshelves and do all these things. And so if that interests you, go try something outside the box like building. I also am very into crocheting. I am a master crocheter. I'm really good at making doilies. <laughs> so, I did not know that. Yeah, I, Isn't that a weird random one? But I love doilies because no. they're really challenging. So when huh. I have the brain capacity, I actually make doilies. And, <laughs> and my kids are going to be stuck with so many. I don't know. But I mean, crocheting blankets, also good. You don't have to be intense like me, people. Reading, Heather mentioned that. I got back into that when I quit drinking. Because you know what? You can't read when you're drunk. You also no. can't crochet when you're drunk. Just stream. Right. Right? Yeah, don't do that. No. There's like a lot. <laughs> Streaming shows. People are like, oh, well, you can't just watch TV. That's not a hobby. Yes, it is. Go binge watch some yeah. shows. Heather always has amazing lists of shows. <laughs> and that's something we talk about in Daymakers, too. Like, I'll go in and say, we just finished this. What's everybody watching? Give me something new because I need a new show to binge. Yeah. So, and I, I, my last hobby is going on Pinterest and planning, decorating our house, getting a tattoo, all those and recipes, you know, boring mom stuff too. But I like looking at recipes. So, yeah. Don't overthink Pinterest, this. Right. Right. And like getting lost in a show is totally a hobby. And again, here I am going to pair two things together. But you're resting, you're mm -hmm. not drinking, and your mind is occupied. And you can crochet a blanket while you're doing all, all those things. You see all those things? So stop telling us you're bored. Because right. we, just, we just gave you three things. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, outside of pairing ADHD things together, my hobbies include podcast podcasting, listening to podcasts. I love to research random things and I love to read and I love bizarre shows, documentaries. I love taking baths. I am a phone talker. I am Ooh. one of those people. I didn't know that I about you. Yes. I will talk on the phone and pace and go check the mail, get my movement in. Here I go, parents step together again. And I like games my spouse likes games more than me but i do like song quiz on alexa is good i like music trivia which i'm oddly really good at and i love beating my spouse at that so there are so many things to do like diamond dot painting i learned about that in the daymakers community and i like to write songs so, i didn't know that about you either do you yeah. just write out the lyrics or do you do the melody and everything I just write the lyrics. I, I can, love that. I'm not musically inclined, but I like to write and I love music. So, and I am going to get some more tattoos in March. So I'm 
on Pinterest, like getting ideas. And I also love Wednesday Adams. Fun fact, I have a giant Wednesday Adams tattoo on my left arm. And like looking up like Wednesday-ish stuff, you know, like gothic interior decor. And I, you know, so there's so much in everything I just named to you. I really did not do as a drinker. Like I wrote yeah. songs, but they sucked and I couldn't read my own handwriting. Right. You know, like when I was I sober, like at the time, I was like, oh, this is so good. It, it wasn't. I mean, some of them might have been, right? Right. I I think about that too. I think, well, I did stuff still when I was a drinker. I wasn't invested. I didn't actually care that it was something that I liked. I went hiking still when I was a drinker. But I wanted to get done so we could go to a brewery or I wanted to make sure I packed some beers that we were going to have at the destination point. It was still so intertwined in drinking that I couldn't fully appreciate it. So don't overthink these hobbies. Go get some. There are things like Skillshare or Masterclass, which are online course communities, and they don't cost a ton. You can go get a membership. You can even usually try them for 30 days free. And then try those out. See if there's something in there. Because like Heather said, I love researching random stuff. Well, you can go research lots of random stuff. Like Amy Poehler will teach you how to do improv on Masterclass. That sounds super fun. So yeah, make kombucha. That was definitely one of ours. So Right. That's awesome. And there's so many websites and opportunities to find new stuff. And like you said earlier, you're discovering like a new person so look up new stuff yeah it's really cool and don't get overwhelmed if you're not actually doing the things this is all just for fun so even if you're just learning about the things it's okay we give you that permission yes you have our permission i do want to take a moment to invite you all to check out the show notes and book a call with me for one-on-one coaching So I have a variety of membership options and I have been working on folks a lot with shorter term and longer term recovery, but things like anxiety, boundaries, self-discovery, who am I without the substance? And I'm not a very rigid person, but if you feel like you need rigidity, I'm here for it. I've been a social worker a long time, so I can meet you where you are, anywhere on your journey. And I offer evening and weekend hours as well. Awesome. Yeah, check that out for sure, guys. I think that sometimes one-on-one coaching is the thing that can take you from if you're struggling and you just can't get to that next level, it can get you there. Or if you've tried quitting before and it didn't work for whatever reason, a lot of times Heather can get in there and help you work to that next level of sobriety or being alcohol-free, whatever you want to call it. As I get farther and farther on my journey, I'm not afraid of big words anymore like sobriety and recovery and alcoholism all those words that scared me so much in the beginning turns out guys they're just words i'm just gonna let you know that and in my boredom my not my boredom but in my researching i have actually looked up where are local aa meetings because i am like i gotta meet some sober people around here so do that too. I know we've mentioned it, but don't feel like you have to limit yourself because you think something doesn't fit the box that you're in. You're not in a box. You can always go try stuff. You can go check it out for 15 minutes and then go home. Heather mentioned that on another podcast. All right. Number three. This one is big. This one is my hardest one. I want you to embrace 
the boredom. I want you to realize that this feeling of boredom might actually just be peace or relaxation. Mm-hmm. So, and I saw Heather wrote preach by this in the notes. Yeah. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, we're going to preach about it. And I'm going to tell you why. I was this summer old. I was 43 years old. And I was like, you know what? I was, I was doing my daughter's laundry. I was like, I think this might be peace. I said that in my head and I pondered on it and I pondered on it. No, no surprise that I pondered. I talked to my therapists about it. I was like, I think it might be peace. I was damn perplexed at 43 years on this earth that I didn't know if I was bored or like relaxed or at peace. Yeah. If you've ever thought, dang, I wish I had an entire weekend to do nothing but rest. Or X, Y, and Z, you know, just Mm -hmm. sleep. You know, you see these memes, I need three days of sleep, blah, 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 blah. Do it. This is your time. We're giving you permission. And it is totally okay to take care of yourself and relax. And just say, oh my gosh, I finally have this time. This one is really hard for me. I feel like I am a person who goes... Well, I can't relax until I have this, 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 and this done. But I'm getting better. And kind of how Heather was saying, she was doing the laundry when she felt this. That's how I've been. I do these little chores around our land and I look around and I go, man, this is nice. There's no chaos in my life. I don't feel like crap because I'm hungover. I don't feel guilty because I drank last night. I'm just a lady in her 40s doing laundry on the weekend, feeling peaceful, feeling happy it is a crazy thing and i think that that's one thing that freaks people out it's not boredom it's actually just a feeling of complete peace in your body in your body going thank you thank you you're not poisoning me i can finally just relax and heal on the weekends from the crazy work week and i feel too like i am a person who's always saying i don't have enough time i don't have enough time i'm working on that that's a huge goal for 2024 for me that I have time and everything's coming at the right time for me, but it is a constant limiting belief for me. And when I quit drinking, I had more time and it was such a gift. It still is such a gift. And take that time. Stop complaining that you don't have enough time because here it is. You're not thinking about drinking. You're not drinking. You're not hungover. Use the time. Embrace it. Definitely embrace the time. And if you're if you feel bored, I think that's completely valid. But I think we've given you, hopefully given you some things to think about doing. And if you're anything like me and you're like, well, if I replace booze with being busy, your worth is not tied to booze, nor is it tied to your productivity. Mm-hmm. We're just encouraging you to to have some fun and look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. And embrace it. Yeah. And Take the weekend off and sleep. Oh, yeah. And no one's judging you if you do that. I tell my husband Mm -hmm. all the time, you know what I need? I need a lay day. And what it is, is I just lay on the couch and I I might do work from my computer while I'm laying. I might watch some Netflix. I might crochet. Like I'm still going to keep myself kind of busy, but sometimes my body just needs the recoup time. And it's something that I am learning to get better and better at. I'm also at a really busy season in my life. I think when you're in that little season, that 18 years where you're raising your kids, whoa, (laughs) 
it's just like, holy crap, when's this going to end? It will. But find the time to really relax and just embrace it and say, wow, this is what peace feels like. And it's kind of nice. So I hope these tips helped everybody really, truly get in there. You're not bored. You just need some ideas. And I think we gave you so many. (laughs) And if you haven't already, go follow Heather and I over on social media. Heather is at according to HPG. I'm at no underscore more underscore wasted underscore days. No more wasted days yeah. was taken. <laughs> yeah. And, and come on and join us at the, in the Daymakers community and check out the one-to-one coaching link. Check out all the links in the show notes. And be sure to leave us a review if you enjoyed this podcast or other episodes. And if you haven't already, hit the, hit the whatever they call it in podcasts. Follow us, subscribe, whatever it is on the podcast app that you're listening to. Do that because then you get notified when our new episodes drop each Tuesday. So thank you yeah. guys so much for supporting us. We're having a blast doing this and yeah. we hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. All right. <laughs>